Welcome back, everybody, to Red Zone DFS Does College Football. Uh, we are here for another week, week seven, I believe, which I say this every week, uh, bittersweet. It's awesome that we are getting to some really, really legit games this weekend. Can't wait to watch some of them. But at the same time, the clock is a ticking and the season is moving along very fast. So Hopefully, everybody is having a good start to their DFS season here with college. Um, recapping last week a little bit, man, I was so close taking one down. Finally, first one of the year, finishing fourth place. Um, I had a full-on Ohio State double stack uh, with quarterback Stroud, both receivers who went off. I had the bring back with Reed. I had Dugan on the other side. Uh, just one or two positions didn't quite hit max value. Um, and ultimately it just couldn't take it down. Uh, the guy in front of me, I looked at it and it was tough because it was so obvious what he did. Like I had talked about last week, uh, pivoting down to white from price with that Texas tech move. Um, if you did it, you probably won a ton of money because white went off and, uh, I did not do that in that lineup. Uh, I lost track of time, missed the lock and rest is history. So finishing fourth, not first bummer, but um, again, say this each week. I think uh, the process is right. I think we are on it. Hopefully some of you guys were able to take advantage and knock it down. So uh, moving on to this slate of games. So this is the DraftKings main slate or early slate, if you we would say, um, for Saturday. So let's get to it. 13 game slate. Uh, we have so one less game than last week to cover. Um, we are talking here. The games that we have, Auburn at Ole Miss. Ole Miss, a two-touchdown favorite. We have Kansas uh, going to Oklahoma. Uh, we'll get into that one. Uh, Iowa State visits Texas. Uh, Texas is a 16-point favorite. Miami goes to Virginia Tech. Inner Sandman for the Hurricanes. Uh, Miami goes in as a seven-point favorite. Minnesota and Illinois. Uh, which should just be an absolute phone booth slugfest. Uh, Penn State goes to Michigan, which is going to be a dynamite game. We'll talk about it from a DFS perspective here. Alabama, Tennessee, probably marquee matchup of the weekend. Alabama is a seven and a half point favorite in a 65 and a half over under, which is pretty wild. Uh, Arkansas goes to BYU, uh, Salt Lake. Arkansas is a one and a half point favorite. Oklahoma State to T goes to TCU. Huge over-under here, 68-and-a-half. NC State to Syracuse. Syracuse is favored, Maryland and Indiana. Uh, Maryland's a pretty big favor here, 11 points. Ohio and Western Michigan, which is kind of interesting to get some of this, uh, you know, smaller schools on a main slate with some of these bigger teams, which we'll talk about. And then Wisconsin to Michigan State. Wisconsin is a 7-and-a-half point favorite. Man, how bad do you have to be if Wisconsin's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over you? Poor Michigan State, man. Tough, tough year. Um, so a few things that jump out, glaring-wise. Uh, Over-unders, that Oklahoma game, Tennessee game, BYU, TCU, Indiana, and then this Western Michigan game. So let me start off here by talking about just some of my favorite stacks. Um, right off the bat, my favorite game, it's probably going to be super popular, rightfully so. I don't even think the over-under is big enough in this uh, Oklahoma State TCU game. 68-69 points is kind of where it's hovering. Both of these teams have a top 25 uh, passing offense in terms of yardage. Both teams have a bottom 30 passing defense in terms of yardage. So 
you do the math. Uh, this should be an absolute error rate of a, of a game. Ball should be flying all over the place. Uh, there should be and there will be a lot of points I'm expecting in this game. So when you go to stacks, obviously this is my number one. Um, both sides. Uh, Oklahoma State, you've got Spencer Sanders, who's delivered for us all year long. Brayden Johnson is questionable, their top receiver. Um, he's at 6,800. If he plays, uh, I will be chop firing him up like always. Brendan Presley at 6K is in play no matter what. And then Bryson Green at 4,500 is in play no matter what. Um, I think Jaden Bray gets inserted into the mix and becomes a really good play at 4,900 if Johnson misses. So if Johnson misses, I think Green and Bray become really, really good opportunities to get a little bit different here because everyone's going to probably just go right down to Presley, who's still a really good play. But I think if you want to get different, Bryson Green and Jaden Bray in that 4K range not only gets you a little bit different, hopefully, but it's going to get you off of uh, the high price guys and make that stack very cheap, allowing you to get in some other plug and play receivers or running backs with Oklahoma state. So they're my number one stack here, uh, bringing it back. Max Dugan on the other side, uh, the dude's been absolutely outstanding this year. I told you he was in my lineup last week that almost hit the, uh, took down the GPP. Uh, he's at 8K. The great thing about him is he's doing it, obviously, passing and with his legs. Um, so you're getting massive rushing upside. Quentin Johnson, um, just to hit on him real quick, you know, I, I talked about, like, it's really tough to play Max Dugan with anybody leading up to last week. Um, Quentin Johnson's absolutely the number one receiver for TCU. But up until last week, he had been wildly inconsistent and not really getting the touches Um you saw what he can do when he does get the touches. So I got to think something unlocked there, hopefully going forward. Um, so I'm going to be pairing them two up this week. But, um, you know, it was, it was a bummer watching that happen. I mean, I paired it up. It worked out in some uh, instances, but not in my main lineup. And it was just, again, because inconsistent all season, right? So now that he has had that breakout game, Hopefully Max Duggan is kind of uh, all in as am I. So I think if you're going to go full game stack, it's doable this week with Sanders, Duggan, Johnston, and then take your pick of Oklahoma State receivers. So that's my number one game by far on the slate. You can game stack it. You can pick off pieces, but it's going to be popular. So just be prepared for that to get a little bit different and some other spots if you do want to hit hit big. Um Moving on, my third favorite team to stack up this week is going to be Tennessee. Um, I know everybody is nervous about Alabama rolling into town. This is Tennessee's best team by far and, and in a long, long time. Hendon Hooker is probably, if not the favorite, one of the Heisman favorites right now. The dude just looks outstanding. Took it to LSU last week on the road. Uh, just absolutely rocked it. I think he's in a great spot here. Uh, Alabama's defense, you saw, they will give up yards. They will give up scores. I mean, AM was absolutely dead, dead for the taking, um, and they kept it close. You know, they put up points. They moved the ball on them. So I, I think Tennessee here, the, the pace of play that they like to run is going to give Alabama some problems. Um, and I like Tennessee in the sense, and I was talking to my brother about this last week, is why I bet on Tennessee they're really good in the trenches. And that's the one thing that teams struggle when they play Alabama. You notice when they when they have close games, it's because teams are able to match them up front. I think Tennessee can do that. Uh, so I expect Tennessee, I think this game, if it is going to be close, uh, 
I, I expect some points here for sure. Um, the only reason I'm not mentioning Alabama, I don't think Bryce Young's fully healthy. He can still get it done. They also very much so, like every week, don't have a very clear passing and stacking option on the other side of the ball. So I'm just going to ride with Tennessee here. I know what I'm getting. I know it's going to be good. Hendon Hooker, again, very reasonably priced as well, 7700 Jalen Hyatt, 6900 has been fantastic. Cedric Tillman, we don't know if he's going to play or not. Keep an eye on that. If he does play, I'm firing him up. They're not going to rush him back, I don't think. Uh, and then Brew McCoy at 5800 has been awesome with Tillman out. So all three of those guys are very much in play. Um, and obviously, depending on the Tillman news, we'll decide on how you decide to go on that. Moving on. Uh, stack number four. This one's sneaky. Well, maybe. I don't know. Oh, I have Ohio, the Bobcats, Curtis Rourke, 6,200, James Bostick, 5,400, and Sam Wigglas uh, at 5K flat. Ohio, they don't do a whole lot good, but the one thing they do is they pass the ball a lot and really well. They're the number eight team in the country in terms of passing yardage. Um, they're playing a Western Michigan team, which is 81st. Um, what I love about this as well is – Ohio's terrible on defense, but like, like historically bad. They're bottom 25, 30 team on both rushing and passing defense. Um, and they do not have a very good rushing offense. So, I, I mean, all signs point to this game having to get a lot of, or there's going to be a lot of points here. Ohio State game flow, or I'm sorry, Ohio game flow is going to have to keep this thing going. Um, so I like this as like a really cheap stacking option. If you're going to go big in some other spots, if you play Ohio, you can get any one of these Tennessee, TCU, Oklahoma state teams. Um, and you can probably get at least one big time running back, uh, in your lineup. So Ohio just opens up a ton on the slate for you. Um, again, I don't know how popular it's going to be. I'm trying to get a pulse here on ownership uh, a little bit earlier in the week, but it's something I'm just going to take advantage of. These guys are just too cheap. Even if you don't go Curtis Rourke, both of those guys, Bostic and Wigglas, are uh, very much in play at their price points of 5K and 5,400. So Ohio, really sneaky stack here on DraftKings this week. Going down, going to Texas, man. I'm a believer. Uh, Texas is back. Uh, we'll see. But Quinn Ewers looks freaking awesome. Uh, speaking of price points, 5,700. Uh, I don't know how you can overlook that. Um, they should come out and absolutely roll Iowa State here. Um, you have Xavier Worthy at 5,700. He went down in price. Jordan Whittington at 5,200. He looked good watching the game last week. Uh, and Jatavion Sanders at 3,700. Um, th this is just way too cheap for Texas this week. Uh, a team that just looks fantastic offensively. Um, they get an easier matchup this week. They should roll them here, man. I mean, we should see 40, 50 points out of the Longhorns this week. Um, I'm liking it as well when you look at the numbers. Not that they're going to shut them down, you know, because I do think he's pretty matchup proof. But when you pull up the numbers, um, Iowa State is ranked 13th in rushing defense in terms of yardage given up on the season. Again, you know, they're going to get their best running back uh, they faced all year in Bijan Robinson. So if you want to play him, you can. But uh, I'll leave the passing game here. I, I, I think Iowa State gets smoked. Uh, they currently have, let's see, pass defense ranking. Iowa State, they're 24th, so they're pretty good. But, you know, I, I just think it's way, way too cheap for Quinn Ewers, who just – he looks he looks awesome, man. Um, so 
Rounding out my top five, I have Oklahoma State, TCU, Tennessee, Ohio, and Texas as my top five favorite stacks this week. Some others to consider, Kansas I have on here. I think this is a sneaky spot because everyone's going to jump off Kansas with the injury. Um, here to the quarterback, Oklahoma's absolutely terrible on defense. They are really freaking bad. Um the one thing that's kind of interesting is you would think that Kansas is going to run the ball a little bit here because Oklahoma State's rushing defense, but we'll get into that a little bit when we get to running backs. However, Jason Bean came in, looked great. My only consider, my only reason I don't have him as a top stack here is the price point. $7,500, I just don't know if I want to go there for him, right? When I can go $200 more and get Hendon Hooker, or I can go down and play Quinn Ewers uh, for much cheaper. Um he is still a bit of a question mark. He looked good and limited, you know, run last week. So um, this is very much you're just going to take advantage of the Oklahoma mess and, and match up here. Um, but I don't mind, you know, if you want to go to a Kansas stack and get weird, uh, I think it's definitely possible. Luke Grimm uh, exploded last week at 5,200. That's who I would pair him with. Um, so Kansas, definitely somebody you can consider. And then Maryland, uh, you've got. Little Tua down there. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. I embarrassed myself on the last live stream. 6,900. You've got Rakeem Jarrett at 62 and Jayshon Jones at 51. I think all three of these guys are in play. Maryland faces off versus Indiana, I believe. And yeah, Indiana. Uh, I'm sorry. Maryland has the 19th passing offense in terms of yardage on the season. And Indiana is at 118. Um so pretty much close to rock bottom dead last year. Um, you can very much take advantage of it. Um, he's shown that he can get to 30 point upside even more from Maryland. Um, I just hope they can keep it close, which Indiana has shown to do. They don't get blown out too much, but um, I think Maryland's a very sneaky stack as well. I just, with, for those price points, again, I kind of lean Ewers in Ohio, but Maryland is in a really good spot here. Um the only other game that I want to mention here in terms of stacking options is the BYU-Arkansas game. If KJ Jefferson is back healthy, fully ready to go, I think that's a sneaky uh, game that you could absolutely load up on or pick pieces from. You have a 66 over under out there in Salt Lake City this weekend. It's a one and a half point spread as well, which is what I like, right? We want a high up, up uh, pace game. A lot of points, but it's close. Like that's the ideal matchup. Um, in terms of rushing, I think Arkansas can take advantage of BYU more on the ground, but both other both all the defensive rankings are not great. Let's just put it that way. Um, BYU does have a fairly decent passing defense, so that's what I'm kind of saying. Like I think you could go BYU uh, some pieces here. You could go Arkansas, which I'll touch on the running back position, but. Just keep in mind that that over-under is massive. Uh, I think the game is harder to pinpoint um, in terms of who you're going to stack with. Like Jared Hall, for example, he's expensive. And there's like there's like four receivers in the mix, right? So who do I go to? So I'm going to most likely not be game stacking that fully and just having pieces in a lot of my lineups kind of scattered throughout. So that's kind of how I'm going to approach it. I don't think they're going to be super highly owned. Um, I could be wrong. The only one that I could see being really highly owned is Raheem Sanders. But um, I think that's a game that we should all keep our eye on. And then, as always, for kind of your naked quarterback options, you know, if he plays, which all signs are leading towards he is, you, you can consider and obviously play Bryce Young. 
Um, if you think Tennessee is going to absolutely go off in terms of uh, points, yardage, moving the ball, all in all. In all. Bryce Young, you know, he, he's the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. I just don't know how healthy he is. I don't know what to do there. To be totally honest, you're paying 9500 for him as well. That's a tough price to pay, man. Uh, for him to hit value, you know, you're talking you need 35, 40 points out of him. It's just a lot. So he's not my favorite option this week. I hope this is an amazing game. I hope it shoots out. I hope it's exciting. But in terms of DFS, I just don't know if I can do it this week. Um. Real quick, before we get to running backs, uh, hitting on it again, uh, support for Red Zone DFS brought to you by Manscaped. It's the best in the below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision precision engineered tools. Um, you've got the razors. You've got the, the hygienes, the creams, the sprays, everything else. Uh, they are just an absolute incredible product. Um, if you're not using Manscaped, Give yourself, do yourself a favor, try it, get a, get a, a cream, a spray, get one of the razors, nose hair clippers, whatever it might be. You're not going to be disappointed. I promise. I use them all. I have for a long time. Manscaped has been awesome. Um, we are running a promotion with them right now, 20% off at manscaped.com. You can go ahead and get free shipping, 20% off, again, using the code ZONE20. So that's 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. ZONE20 is the promo code. Get on it. I will post it down in the chat, in the comments. Uh, yeah, you guys won't be disappointed, I promise. All right, moving on to running backs here. So this is where things get interesting this week. So Man, there's a lot of good running backs. Uh, the problem that I'm having is they're all expensive this week. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of pay down running backs that I can see this uh, early in the week. So let's just run through the guys that I like the most. Um, and then we can kind of talk about roster construction after, at least what I'm thinking. You've got Braylon Allen at 8,200 for Wisconsin. Look, I just think Wisconsin, they finally, you know, uh, have some juice. They have some life here for the first time this year. He's 8,200. You also have Ches Malusi, which is probably going to miss this game, I believe, um, which leads me to Braylon Allen at 8,200. They get a terrible Michigan State defense. They should absolutely roll here. I think he's primed for a massive game. So if I'm going up my top, you know, to the top end of the pay um, scale, I'm definitely leaning Braylon Allen. You also have to consider Jameer Gibbs at 7,900. Uh, he's not going to be the traditional workhorse that you see with Allen. But this is Alabama's biggest game to date, most important game with Bryce Young banged up a little bit, probably not throwing the ball down the field, probably doesn't want to take a whole lot of hits. I think Jameer Gibbs is going to get a ton of work in this game. And he's Alabama's most dynamic player with the ball in his hands. So 7,900 is not too expensive for this guy. Both of these dudes are in great spots. Um, probably my two favorite running backs on the slate for sure. Uh, going down a little bit here. Blake Corum at 7,800. I rolled the dice a little bit last week on Edwards, thinking that, you know, as he gets healthy, they're going to work him in a little bit more. I was wrong. Uh, it is Blake Corum's show until, you know, something happens. Hopefully not. He is absolutely the number one there. He's going to get the bulk of the carries. Michigan's biggest game so far against Penn State. Uh, so it's not a super easy matchup, but again, if you're talking to about a guy who's going to get 20, 25, 30 carries potentially with his skill set, you got to consider him. Um, 7,800. 
Um, those three kind of stand out amongst the others, in my opinion. Going down a little bit, Dominic Richardson at 7K, you got you have to consider he's getting 20 touches a game. I've talked about it. I prefer the passing side of this matchup, but you know, he's in a game that could flow and get crazy. Um, so Dominic Richardson at 7K could be a little bit different and like a unique way to stack up this game if you go quarterback, running back, receiver, let's say. Um, so Dominic Richardson's in play. 6,900, you've got my guys, Judkins and Evans, Old Miss, every week uh, we are going to continue to play these guys. The biggest challenge is they're in a great matchup. Seventh-ranked rushing offense versus the 92nd-ranked rushing defense in Auburn. It's just who are you going to go with? Uh, both of them are in an absolute dead split, um, which just makes it tough to play, man. It, it really does. Uh, I played Judkins last week in my main lineup. You know, he did fine. But if he were the guy getting all the touches or the same for Evans, you're talking about a guy that's probably a slate breaker every week. So it's just hard to do that with uh, with these guys splitting carries. But if you want to play this uh, and you think one goes off or both goes off, take your pick. They're in a great matchup. Raheem Sanders, 6,500 uh, for Arkansas. We hit on it. BYU has the 100, 100th ranked rushing defense in the country with yardage. 6,500. KJ Jefferson is back to give kind of that threat of the pass. Um, should loosen things up here for Raheem. Um, he's in a really good spot. He's one of my favorite backs on the slate this week. Jareel Brock, 5,900. Good price, uh, good work usage, everything else. My biggest fear of this one in this play is Texas pulls away early um, and it just changes the dynamic of the game. And Jareel Brock is no longer involved in that. So um 5900 i will have some shares for sure but he's not really a top play for me just because again game flow makes me nervous going down can't say this guy's name say uh bangura um 5500 for ohio he's averaging 20 points per game he's another guy in this game versus western michigan that you can consider uh he's getting all the work basically in the backfield i think he's one of the guys if you're gonna pay down you can definitely look to do that with him um, and then, uh, as far as the cheapest guy that I think like has real upside and looks like he's, you know, going to get a good amount of workload is Henry Parrish jr. 4,800 from Miami. Um, I think it's pretty clear at this point, he's the number one back there when he's healthy. Um, he gets Virginia tech, uh, Virginia techs, nothing special in terms of rush defense. They can be had, um, 4,800 is a really good price for him for a guy that has 20, 25 point upside. So I think Henry Parrish is someone you have to look at uh, this week. And then the one guy that I'm going to throw out here, I talked about it a little bit with stacks that you need to dive into a little bit more. I'm just telling you right now, this is an absolute dart throw. He could completely bust for you or um, he could, you know, absolutely make your lineup. And that's Devin Neal at 5,700. Running back for Kansas. Um, we already touched on it a little bit here, but, um, we don't know what we're going to see out of Bean in this offense and how it's going to change uh, and the dynamics and everything. But the numbers tell me, obviously, Kansas has the 16th ranked rushing offense in the country. Again, I know a lot of that was due to Daniels, but Oklahoma is 122 ranking on the ground uh, in terms of rush defense. That is absolutely horrific. They're getting gashed every single week. I think if Kansas wants to win this game, um, they got to run the football. Um I think Devin Neal has to be a part of that game plan. We saw him earlier in the year be very involved in the offense and things have changed a little bit. So it's just something you got to look at and something you got to investigate a little bit more. But 
if we get word that Kansas is going to split carries or there's other guys more involved here at this point, then I would go that direction. But if you don't hear that, if Devin Neal's be the guy who's lining up back there and he's getting all the snap share, um, I, I just don't see how they don't run the ball here versus Oklahoma, who's just they've just been Swiss cheese on defense, man. Every team is just absolutely gashing these guys. So uh, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I mean, he's getting 12, 15 touches a game. Um, he's just not getting there. He's getting 5.9, 6.3, 6.0 yards per rush. They were just throwing the ball much more. Um, if he can, you know, if they can get him up to that 15 to 20 rushing uh, attempts per game and he can pop one or two in the end zone, this is a guy that can make or break the slate for you. So I would not lock that in, but the numbers tell me, and I hope the Kansas coaching staff is looking at the same thing, that – Oklahoma can be had on the ground. Uh, so that's kind of it for the running back position. Moving on to receivers. I talked about a lot of them in stacks, some one-off guys that I'm looking at in terms of picking guys off here. Xavier Hutchinson, obviously uh, he is your obvious bring back in Texas stacks. Again, 8,300. The guy just produces every single week. Um, I wish he played in an offense that was high flying and a really good quarterback because um He's a guaranteed 100 yards and like a touchdown pretty much uh, without that. So Hutchinson up top. Um, if you go down, Corey Crooms for Western Michigan is a great bring back. Um, you've got, let's see, I mentioned Rakeem Jarrett for Maryland. Two, 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 one-offs. Cam Camper for Indiana, 5,800. I think that's a really good price in a game that we had talked about. Could get a little bit weird and wild. Uh, Chamiri DK for Wisconsin. I don't know what that kid ate for breakfast uh, last weekend, but he went absolutely uh, nuclear and put up over 40 DraftKings points. I, I didn't know a Wisconsin receiver could do that. Keep an eye on it. Western, or I'm sorry, Michigan State's, again, they're terrible on defense. I don't know if uh, this is just the new Wisconsin wave getting wild here, but uh, $5,600 is a pretty good price if you want to roll the dice and think that they're going to be in a little bit more attack mode. Um I missed one guy, Ronnie Bell from Michigan. I think you got to consider he had 11 catches last week, 121 yards. He looked really great um, for Penn, you know, for Michigan. Big matchup for Penn State. So Ronnie Bell at 6K. Going down, Jaden Reed from Michigan State. State's terrible, but it's a really good price point for him. He paid off for me last week. Um, and then I mentioned here for BYU to sprinkle in some of these receivers. So again, let me go ahead and pull up the receiving court. You've got Gunnar Romney at 5,500, Keanu Neal at 52, Puka Nakua at 46, and then Cody Epps is actually the guy who like has been lighting it up lately. He's at 4,100. Um, he's going to continue to get that kind of workload and score touchdowns for them. He's a great play at 4,100 there um, for BYU and against, again, a very bad Arkansas pass defense. So, um, below that, I think the only other guy below 4K that I'm considering uh, instead of Cody Epps or below Cody Epps, I'm sorry, is Jatavian Sanders. I already mentioned him at 3,700 and Will Mallory for Miami. So those are kind of the guys that I'm looking at here um, that we have we have not talked about in stacks. Um, but yeah, feel free to ping me on social media. I'm raised somewhere over here. Vinny Levine 29 on Twitter. And again, I know we did this like two weeks ago. I didn't get many this week, but 
feel free to drop some comments uh, here into the YouTube channel. Um, I, I was interacting with some of you last week or two weeks ago. Um, you were dropping some plays in there, some guys that you think I missed or guys that you didn't think I was on that it should have been. Um, and that's what it's all about, man. Uh, obviously, there's enough of the pie to go around. So I will be adding, as always, late ads to my player pool um, into the comments section on social media. If there's any late breaking news or anything like that as well, uh, definitely jump on it. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching, everybody. Um, please subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Drop us a comment on the YouTube page here. Uh, if you're still listening, it helps us out a ton. We're going to be actually giving away a well, giving away a giveaway here uh, this week starting. So definitely make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And until next time, good luck this week.